welcome to Talking Tropes. It's Talking Tropes, the game show, the sketch show, the game show, the podcast. I'm your host, David. And I'm your co-host, Hannah. And today we're here with uh, with also my brothers here. Uh, this is uh, this is Matthew. Say hi, Matt. Hi. Welcome, and, Matt. And uh, you know we brought you on because you're you're something of an expert in uh, in sketch comedy writing. Um, I've been doing sketch comedy for two years, so crazy. Certainly not an expert, but I'm happy to. <laughs> Contribute some opinions. Would you say that uh, we're two wild and crazy guys? Oh, That's yeah. That's an SNL reference. That is yeah, <laughs> my favorite. So, yeah, today we're, we're going to talk about um, sketch shows, and, and I think we're going to specifically focus in on, on the uh, game show parody uh, and, and, and see what that can tell us. Yeah, it's a, it's a specific genre of, of sketch comedy that... Uh, you know, a, a lot of great examples. Some of, you know, your favorite sketches might be game show sketches. Um, I know some of mine are, but they're just so common and so easy to write. W- w- would you agree with that, Matt, that a game show sketch is an easy thing to write? Oh, yeah. It's literally the easiest sketch to write. It's all broken <laughs> down for you. Well, why is that? What What is it about the, the game show format that makes it so simple? For, for sketch comedy specifically. There are a couple of reasons. I mean, first of all, the host is pretty much a built-in straight man, if you want him to be, or her to be. Um, you already have, you know, three contestants. It fits, uh, fits the role of threes pretty perfectly. You can do three categories. You can do three um, sections. It's pretty much the perfect built-in sketch. And also, you know, the audience is going to know the premise right from the beginning because everyone knows these games. Right. Or, you know, sometimes the 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 premise is in the title of the game show which which they announce at the beginning of of each sketch. You know, they go, you know, Wheel of Torture or whatever the, you know, parody name of the 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 sketch is, then you know what the the game show is. So, Hannah, uh, I, I've subjected you and and you, Matthew, to some torture. Uh, I've made you watch dozens of SNL game show sketches. Uh, so, so what, what, are you, what are your thoughts? What are some patterns that you've picked up on? Um, <laughs> I mean, it's it's pretty... Usually, either the game show itself is weird and rigged, and, like, that's where the comedy comes from, and, like, the contestants are sort of all the straight men, or mm-hmm. um, it's... it's The contestants are all sort of, like, goofy, crazy, like... They're the jokes, basically. Right, that's, yeah. That's I mean, there's, sort there's, of one there's of those two, things. two structures that you can do with that, and I think that you know, one one is usually used when they have, like, a lot of impressions that they want to get out there. Yeah. Uh, so then you can have, you know, three crazy characters and the host is the straight man. Because mm-hmm. then you could do, oh, we're going to do Celebrity Jeopardy. We're going to do Tom Hanks and Sean Connery. <laughs> right. Burt Reynolds. Right. And for some reason, French Stewart, I can't... Uh, was he a, a big enough celebrity to justify a celebrity impression? Or is that just guess? all Jimmy Fallon could do? I thought he was doing a Jimmy Fallon impression. <laughs> you thought Jimmy Fallon was doing a Jimmy Fallon impression? Um, uh. Yeah, so I think that that's what works for that format. And then uh, just having like a weird game show, some examples that we have are uh, What's the that Lifetime name? game show. What's that name? Uh... Meet your second wife, my personal favorite. <laughs> yeah, see, like that's a that's an interesting concept. Uh, did you want to zero in on that one for a second? You know, sure. what, what is it about the game show format that makes uh, Meet Your Second Wife such an interesting, uh, interesting sketch? I it's, <laughs> it's the sort of thing where you know, like you go on game shows to supposedly win something, you know, and they're they're usually mm-hmm. supposed to be tests of some kind of skill or chance um you, you know like they're supposed to be entertaining for both the people on them and the people watching um but then there's the occasional game show where you're watching this and like 
it's just sort of like masochistic, you know, like, sure. Like clearly no one on the game show is having that much fun, but like you at home are like loving it, you know, like, like anything where people get slimed or pied or anything like that. And, and I think right. this particular one is a case where, you know, the people on the show are not having a great time, but we in the audience get to go, oh shit, they're in trouble. Sure. But speaking of pies, I mean, Meet Your Second Wife is certainly a lot funnier than the, the Just Desserts That's sketch true. just titled Game Show, where Melissa McCarthy just keeps getting a pie in the face, but yep. like not like a fun pie in the face, just like a slow awkward face pie yeah and like she hasn't done anything to deserve it or or anything Mm. she's just being pied and she's not even like a monocle popping like you know upper crust sort of gentleman right she's not she's not someone like snooty she's not someone like like there's nothing wrong with her inherently it's just she's like a a dumpy woman and the pie isn't like transgressing any boundaries it's Mm -mm. just literally like here is a pie and i'm going to slowly push it into your face (laughs) yeah um but me your second wife is is not that it's the host tina actual tina fey uh and amy poehler playing a character (laughs) (laughs) um are have apparently gained some access to information about the future and are able to tell the three dude contestants that they're they're gonna meet their second wife even though they're currently happily married um and the wives just keep getting younger and younger is sort of the like progressing joke of of the sketch um, yeah that, that that sounds about right and and it just it, it works because the joke itself works. Yeah. And I think that the format is just there to sort of simplify it so you don't have to stipulate on as much. I mean, right. you don't have to explain. It could just be like a stand up set, you know, like, yeah. you know, three people, to, you know, talking about the three types of uh, second wives that you can have, you know, mm-hmm. and how young they are. Mm-hmm. Um, and how it would be funny if you had to meet them, you know. Well, one thing, one thing I like about this sketch in particular is that 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 I think sort of does necessitate that it's a game show is that one of the the current wives, um, they one of the husbands is like, I, I would never leave my wife, and they're like, Oh no, you don't leave your wife. Uh, she dies in a tragic kayaking accident, and she's just <laughs> sort of sitting there like, Wait, what? You know how I'm gonna die? And they're just like, Yep, we don't control the future. We just know it. And like, like it's these weird, like sort of absurdist elements to something as simple and basic as a game show. Like, like you're adding like metaphysical questions of like. This woman's gonna die in a kayak, but they win a kayak on the show, and she's like, I know I shouldn't, but they're so fun. And, like, it's yeah. going to meet her doom, but it's in the fucking format of, like, the same shit that you would see at three o'clock in the afternoon on Deal or No Deal, you know? Like, it's yeah. it's just, it's the the sort of absurdist nature of it, I think, works. Yeah, I think that... The, yeah, like the fact that it's it's absurdist and you know pop culturey. Maybe that's what it is about game shows. You know, just that it's it's uh, meaningless. It's popcorn. And yeah. So you, if you juxtapose that with something more, you know, serious or or something ridiculous, then uh, it that, pops. You know, changes. The, it's, like it's it. the the artificiality of that whole genre and when you combine that with you know real world issues that sketch comedy often tries to tackle it creates this interesting juxtaposition um that kind of reveals more truth or possibly in a in a way that makes you think about those truths more just because you're so used to like how dumbed down the sketch or the game show genre is Right. And they, they're usually very surface level, you know, like we get to know a little bit about these people like, oh, where do you work? Do you have kids? You know, like basic stuff like that. But in this case, we're going much, much deeper than that. Right. Something like that will pop up in something like a cartoon catchphrase game show, another SNL sketch where the joke is just that this the one contestant's husband is the phone a friend and mm-hmm. uh it keeps being revealed that he's cheating on her and that their marriage is a sham etc cetera, etc cetera. 
So the yeah. the idea of of um, game shows as reality show, but without any depth, um, and then once you insert depth into it, then that's it. You're right; it highlights the artificiality, man. That, that was a good. Point. Yeah. Um, For sure. Did you have a, a favorite sketch, uh, or, or or was uh, was Meet Your Second Wife your favorite, Hannah? I mean. I do just love Meet Your Second Wife. Um, I also really liked What's Your What's What's That Name and um, the <laughs> the communist one from Monty Python. Yeah, um, the communist quiz. I think that's yeah. a pretty unique one, just because it's so it's very Monty Python, and there's just such little dialogue in it. Yeah, <laughs> I think it's, is is key. Do you uh, want to explain just, it, uh, Matt? Why don't you explain it? Explain which one? The, the communist com- quiz from Money Python. It's it's beyond real comprehension. I think <laughs> I think the, the humor comes from the idea that you know these are some of the greatest like economic philosophers in history, and you know you expect them to ask questions about you know theory and what's the best way for the proletariat to overcome, and the questions are like. We're, what team is the Hammers? <laughs> like, <laughs> what for English soccer team is the Hammers? <laughs> yeah. Who won West the World Ham Cup in United. 1944? And then they're just so surprised when they don't know it. It's, <laughs> that's the best part. And he's unfazed by like the fact that the show isn't working. I think that's a very Monty Python thing. Yeah. Is whenever they have like a television-based sketch, the the host never like stops the show and goes like, "This isn't working," you know. I, <laughs> Like, there's no self-awareness. It's just the way that yeah. TV always is, where right. even when something falls apart, the show must go on. And I, I think yeah. that's what's funny about that's it. That's the exact opposite of the joke in the I Think You Should Leave sketch. Uh, yeah. The chunky... Because he literally says, like, this show isn't working. Let's scrap it. <laughs> right. Yeah, that's 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 very true. So, yeah, I, I think everybody should check out I Think You Should Leave with Tim Robinson on, uh, on, uh, on Netflix. There's a sketch in the last episode. Um, I don't know what the official name is, but we just call it the Chunky Sketch. Um, it's a game show where they have a mascot character named Chunky who uh, what, what he is eats the line? all your points. He eats your points, <laughs> and he gets very mad. Yeah, oh my <laughs> and God. the whole joke is that they just haven't figured out quite what his deal is. <laughs> yeah, like Figure how out he works. What you do? You had all <laughs> summer to think of it. It's 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 a really funny game show sketch. Partly because I think it's it's a deconstruction of game shows in general. And um, game yeah. show sketches too, right? Yeah, I guess. Yeah, in most game show sketches, the questions have some kind of joke value. In this one, they don't. They're just completely extraneous. Um, there's like you know, what is something that you would put on a hot dog? And she's like ketchup, and it's like you got it, but. You know, the whole joke doesn't matter. It's just when people land on a chunky space, chunky comes out and starts trying to figure out some kind of shtick <laughs> that isn't working and isn't funny. Yeah. I don't know. It's it interesting. Your laptop. It's interesting contrasting, like, that sort of, um, like, like, the host from that show and then, like, um... Alex Trebek in all of the, like, Jeopardy sketches from SNL, um, played by... Yeah, it's a more subtle sort of, like, well, this isn't going very well, but I'm just resigned to it. Right. it's just been going on for so long. Right, which which I think, you know, works and doesn't work. Like, I, I, I don't love those sketches. Like, when I when I rewatch them for... to, to talk... <laughs> for this podcast... Um, like, I don't know, it just didn't, like, pop as much for me as, as it did in the past, and I think it's because, like, it is just, like, this sort of resigned sadness that, that doesn't go anywhere, whereas, like, the host's anger in the Chunky sketch, like, that's the whole comedy, you know, like, that's it, like, that's what you're there for. extremely well. Yeah, yeah. That was something that, that you pointed out, Matt, uh, when we were watching some of these together, is, like, a lot of these just don't escalate very well, mm-hmm. which is surprising because, like, structure is exactly why you pick a game show. But, like, half the time, it's just, like, a lot of repetitive, like, the same joke over and over again. Um, I felt that way about Millennial Millions, which is yeah. a sketch where 
Um, the joke is like, you know, a decent enough joke. It's uh, millennials are on a game show, and the people who steal their their money are, you know, boomers uh, who ruined the economy for everybody and now get to live off of retirement benefits for the rest of their lives. Uh, you know, that's that's a funny enough premise uh, to put that in a game show, but there's just no escalation. It's just they keep bringing in one more boomer after another. That yeah. said, though, one of my favorite sketches on this list is the I Know Black People sketch from Chappelle's show. And I don't think that really escalates at all. It's just, I mean... That's a good point. There are I points... guess escalation isn't always the most important thing, yeah. but uh, I, I think it can be really useful, at least in a short-form sketch, like a lot of these SNLs. Um, but yeah, let, let's... Do you want to talk about Chappelle's show, or are we are we jumping ahead, ahead a little bit? What do you think? Let's do it. All right, Chappelle's show. Let's talk about it. Yes, three white people. Definitely. <laughs> we know exactly what we're talking Super about. Super qualified. Listen, I I do know black people, so therefore I'm qualified oh, yeah. to talk about this. What's sketch. a chicken head? <laughs> what's a chicken head? Uh, you can get that anywhere. <laughs> um, yeah, I I think that this is one of the funniest sketches ever written. Just like period. Wow. Uh, it's. It's really just well thought out, and it feels unique and interesting, and the format what, works for it. I think everything about, about it, it is perfect. What about it feels so unique to you? Well, I think it's the idea of doing sketch, but with real people, and using their reactions to sort of work it into kind of almost like an improv. Um, so they... You know, Dave Chappelle went out and got all of these real people, a, a white professor of African-American studies, uh, a Korean grocery store clerk, um, you know, all of these different stereotypes of, of who you who might know a thing or two about black people or who wouldn't know uh, anything about black culture. Um, and then just asked them scripted questions and then was able to, you know say whether they're correct or incorrect on the fly based on their answer. And and they all gave really unique answers uh, to, to all the questions. So I think, you know, being able to do, do a game show format, but have it be like an actual game show, but it is a sketch, but it's also a real game show because there's real contestants. You know, I think all of that. <laughs> the meta-ness it of it. And yeah, is I, guess it, I just like the madness. I just like the the idea that I think everyone likes to think that they know black people and they know black culture. Like they right. say, "Oh, I, I have black friends. I know black people." I listen to general. rap, you know. Yeah. But it's just the idea that Dave can respond to it yeah. in this way, yeah. and that they're putting them on the spot and actually having them like put up real answers, <laughs> right? And, and his reactions to it are brilliant. <laughs> I think like. Not specifically for, like, I Know Black, but just, like, in general, I think the game show um, format is really good at, at poking fun at at sort of things like that where, you know, people come on game shows being really confident. Like, no one's going to come on a game show because they think they're going to lose, right? That's mm-hmm. true, yeah. So it's people already coming from a place of confidence. And then, like, I feel like there's, like, a subgenre in here of, like, nihilistic game show hosts who are there to like knock the contestants down a peg or two. Like, um, like I, I think a lot of the ones where Bill Hader hosts on SNL oh, yeah. would fall into that. Like he always plays some weird sadistic like host who's like here to ruin your day. Yeah. Um, the Dermot, M- Dylan McDermott and Dermot Mulroney where he's like, I think one of the contestants, I think Keenan Thompson's like, you're a sick man. <laughs> That's my favorite line in the whole sketch. Yeah, the the premise of Dylan McDermott or Dermot Mulroney is that these two actors are basically interchangeable white actors that no one knows or recognizes, but have really similar names. Uh, and I even get confused by the end of it. I, as didn't, to I didn't understand. <laughs> um, and then, uh, you know, the fact that it's, it's three African-American contestants who do not watch these kinds of movies, do not watch New Girl... Um, like that's, uh, that, that adds like another layer to the, the comedy. Yeah. Um, so, so I think like, I think that's kind of inherently funny. Like these, these game show hosts who are flipping the format on their head where instead of like being there to like 
just facilitate people winning. They're just there to, like, ruin people's day, kind of. Um, But then also, like, their job is to literally assign, like, point values to, like, information or, like, you know, like, like their job is Mm -hmm. just to, like, codify in this really tangible way, sometimes really intangible things. Um, And, like, that's, that's something that game shows do on a, like, just, like, actual game shows do. Um, you know, like Jeopardy says, you're, right. you're a million dollars smart, you know? Like, right. So you're saying like for something like what's that name, it's, it's assigning value to the idea of being able to form personal relationships with, you know, people of different classes than you, people right. who are part of the working class and who you might not even look at when you right. go throughout your day. Um, you know, you don't know what your doorman's name is. You don't know what your cleaning lady's name is. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you don't know what any of your interns' names are. Exactly. Um, and even when so you're yeah, told you're your right. doorman's it, name. It is a way to sort of imply a, a, a value uh, that you can express. Um, it's pretty rare that you would have a game show sketch where the values being expressed by the um, by the host aren't the values expressed by... Um, you know, the, the writer or, or maybe Mm -hmm. like the the players will express some value, um, that's similar. Right. Right. I I wanted to draw a a comparison between Chappelle's shows. I know black people and SNL's black jeopardy series. Okay. Um, I think there's an interesting point of comparison there, Matt. Uh, did you have any thoughts on, on black jeopardy? Um, the one with um, the Tom Hanks. Yeah, th- they have other ones um, with other people. They're, they had one where Black Panther came on and he was playing his character from the Marvel movie. Mm-hmm. Um, but like they all basically follow the same format usually, which is it's two black people and one white person, and uh, they're the questions are all sort of stereotypical. You know, black stereotypical black colloquialisms or or stereotypes or um, or just superstitions. And the, the white person inevitably does not get it, um, or tries to get it and can't get it, or, or one of these other things. And then the joke here was that Tom Hanks plays, like, a MAGA Trump supporter who, to everyone's surprise, does kind of get all the things having to do with being part of the working class and, and being suppressed by, you know, the wealthy elites, but does Fear not get the, the the part where black people have value right <laughs> i think i think the the joke is similar between this one that you're referring to and the Chappelle one in that the humor doesn't come from that especially that the white character doesn't understand black culture at all or blackness at all it's that they're able to approximate it deep down like in some form and that it becomes relatable to um either the black host or the other black contestants like, it's not that we're so far apart that, you know, we're completely talking over each other. It's that there's some universal thing that we all, like, we all know about each other's culture that we can't really articulate, but there's something underneath it that might get exposed um, if we kind of get to know each other more, I guess, is the thesis of it. Yeah, it, it was trying to say, like, we're not so different, a Trump supporter, a black person. But but I think the way, the, that, the way that sketch ends, I think, is important. Because it ends with them going to, like, the final Jeopardy round or whatever, and it's the, the, the theme of that round is, which lives matter? And, like, it's very clear, like, they cut away to commercial, but it's very clear that this guy is not about to say black lives and might say something like blue lives or white lives or something like that. Um, All lives. Or all lives, yeah. Um, (laughs) And, you know, and it's like, at that point, the divide returns, you know? So it's like, yeah, look, we've got these, like, small things, like, we both don't trust the government, we both, like think people some people are really stupid like all these very superficial details but then like when they get to the actual like important topic like it's like oh right this is why we're not friends (laughs) it's not because you don't like my movies it's because you don't think i have value as a human like you know i i don't know i i wouldn't lump it in as like 
mega propaganda necessarily. No, I, I'm not saying that. I just think, you know, whereas um, I know black people seems to be satirizing something that I think, you know, is real and that it, it is inherently ridiculous to, you know, have white people trying to talk about how much they know black culture. Right. Um, black Jeopardy, it seems like sometimes the, the butt of the joke is just, you know, um, like... The, the the joke is just let's see how many uh references uh we can make to black culture and and you know that that's the joke in and of itself sure so and the fact that the black contestants as well and the fact that it's a joke that this white person also falls in that line right it's it's supposed to be like uh, how odd surprising that they have a lot of common ground I right guess. yeah um, another sort of, like, trope within this trope, uh, I think is, like, the one character who just doesn't get it, um, you know, the one contestant who just doesn't get it while the other two do. Um, there was this really awful sketch, uh, from In Living Color, uh, called The Dirty Dozens. Oh my uh, god. Which is, you know, about, you know, being in the dozens, you know, doing Yo Mama jokes and, uh, and all that. And there's, like, a white contestant who doesn't understand how to do Yo Mama jokes. But I think what really makes it not work is just that the game show doesn't make any sense, right? I mean, yeah, like, it it made enough sense, you know? Like, like some of these game shows, the it seems like the rules change at random, but that kind of feels like that's the joke. Um, and this one, right. it's, it's definitely not supposed to well, be that. Exactly. So, like, it's supposed to be just, like, a normal game show, and then the joke is just all the Yo Mama jokes mm -hmm. that you get to listen to and be just enthralled by how funny these Yo Mama jokes are. But they're just not funny enough to sustain it, and then the format of the game show doesn't make any sense, because it's just like, oh, so the point of the game is you just name any uh, Yo Mama joke, and they say either correct or incorrect? Yeah. It doesn't really, doesn't yeah. really work. Um, what are your thoughts, Matt? Um, that was definitely not one of my favorite. Uh, what well, What sketches. was your favorite? Uh, I don't know. My was it was, one of these or another one? I've, my favorite going into this was the chunky, um, <laughs> and I think I came out liking the Dylan McDermott or Dermot Mulroney. <laughs> I don't know why. Just, like, it stuck with me the most. And it did escalate. Like, it went from, you know, them just not knowing the answer to them writing down fake names that they thought might be close. <laughs> yeah, and Jimmy and then, Fox was like, yeah, what would I, what if I told you that this was not even close? And he goes, I would not be surprised. <laughs> right. Um, and then it ends, like, even more escalation with the actual... Which one I think was it? it was Dylan McDermott. I believe it was, it was Dermot Mulroney. You don't know that. I'm pretty sure it was Dermot Mulroney. One of them actually comes out, uh, and then even he's confused as to which one he is. Yeah. So, you know, there's 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 good escalation there. Um, I, I I think another one that's sort of in a similar vein to that, and, and also like sort of plays into the meta vein, but didn't work for me as well. Um, was the Benedict Cumberbatch? Why is Benedict Cumberbatch hot? game show i just don't understand why this one was a game show sketch <laughs> i like, mean like it would have worked better in literally every situation mm -hmm. like literally any other scenario setting game would have been better than a game show I, where I they just, have to argue why he's hot right i i think a game show would have worked but it needed more structure than just like tell me why he's hot like i i liked like, when they got to the part where he was like, okay, tell me what's hotter, basically me or Benedict Cumberbatch, and was sort of showing, like, pictures, like, that felt more in line with what it could have been. Um, but it was, like, weird that he was there, and it was weird that, like, it was just sort of, like, debate, go! Because there aren't a lot of game right. shows where that's the premise, you no, know? There are almost none. So yeah, yeah, like this is this is like a perfect example. Like let me pitch like three other possible situations that this could be that would be funnier. Okay. Um 
a police investigate or interrogation. Like okay. they're shining a light on somebody. Like, tell me why he's hot. Mm-hmm. Do it right now. Are you saying he's hotter than me? You know, and then you do, you can do like a good cop, bad cop thing, you know, no, I know he's hot, but just tell me, just, just so he knows, Uh, you know, or, uh, maybe it's not an interrogation, maybe instead, um, it's a uh, sleepover. Yeah, a sleepover or, you know, just something where there's like teenage girls there and then there's just like one guy who's really confused and needs them to explain it. Or, you know, like, there's a, there's got to be a dozen other better situations where you could do that. Um, a debate stage, you know? Right. Mm-hmm. Like, it's it's formal debate, and, and people have, you know, there's a moderator and everything. And they're they're do, be doing it very officiously, but it's just... Right, and one character's very not. prepared for this question, and the other one's not. You know, like, it's it's pretty simple. My problem with this, the sketch, was like... Do people think Benedict Cumberbatch is hot because they know Benedict Cumberbatch and like yeah. he's nice to them? That's I don't understand why that was like a universal thing. Yeah, it was a weird. Oh, sort so of you resolution. still don't know why he's hot? Yeah, I that's still what you're saying. I still don't so know. This, is, this question, this like sketch, did not answer your question. It didn't. I need answers. <laughs> uh, it seems like they came to the conclusion that it's because he's like caring and empathetic and sort of like you know different from the hot american actors who just are worried about themselves benedict cumberbatch is like modest and charming thoughtful yeah he's charming yeah but those i feel like those are only qualities you get from actually knowing benedict cumberbatch right yeah i guess the resolution of the host uh the, the resol- i mean benedict cumberbatch is not like necessarily a really like nice and genial type of actor. I think he's actually, I don't know what his reputation is, but I, I don't know him for that. Uh, and, and I feel like I'm pretty familiar with his work. Um, I, I just think like the resolution of having the host of the show fall in love with Benedict Cumberbatch. Isn't that funny? I mean, I think it's, it's fine. Um, but I, I think you're right. I, I it, like, it just doesn't, it doesn't work great. Um, and I think for, for all the reasons that we've said previously. Yeah. Um, I think that some, some, uh, game shows are funny even when they're not sketches. Do you, do you guys agree with that? Like, do you ever watch game shows just cause they make you laugh? Um, I watch a lot of British game shows that make me laugh. Yeah. Fewer American <laughs> ones. I'm trying to think of any that I watch. I find Deal or No Deal to be funny inherently because it's just filled with these people who don't understand the basic like idea of the game that they're playing and like how it works they yeah. they just seem to have this sort of sense of like i know that i've got the million right. dollar case yeah and, which is exactly what you're not supposed to do no no let's yeah. eschew all the rules of probability when money is on the line and go with my gut feeling right like <laughs> this is a mathematically like a mathematically 100% winnable game show. Oh, absolutely. Right. Like, I mean, you should win money regardless whether it's you getting money from the briefcase or just taking the banker's yeah. proposal. Yeah. And you should, I mean, like, honestly, like, unless you're really unlucky, you should probably end up making over $10,000. Like, yeah. that's how easy this game show is. <laughs> and people fuck it up every single time. Every single case has money in it. <laughs> Um, yeah, so, but, but, you know, point being, like, there's a lot of Deal or No Deal sketches on this list. There's, uh, a Deal or No Deal sketch that's just, like, SNL, like, um, it's, uh, uh, Steve Carell just being, like, a man-child playing the game. Mm-hmm. Wait, can we just go back to Deal or No Deal for a second? Okay. What, what was the, like, premise behind this? Was it, like, people like to give money in suitcases? <laughs> So let's put a ringer suitcase in there. And we'll just... There is and, there is And then when they they have to see if it was under their nose the whole time. I forget if this was a sketch or like a 30 rock throwaway joke or something. But was yeah, it Yeah, gold case. Gold case. Gold yes. Case. That yeah, was that was a 30, 30 rock, rock right? uh, cutaway yeah. gag where um it's uh, Jack McBrayer's character uh is pitching TV shows. <laughs> 
yeah, it, it's Kenneth the Page, and and he's he loves TV, and he's got this great idea for a show. It's like, uh, <laughs> you know, deal it's, or no it's deal, like, but it's gold in the cases. But the problem right. is, and so the case, so is, heavy. the case with the gold in it is super heavy, <laughs> and so they keep dropping it. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that that was like a funny cutaway gag. Um, yeah, Thirty Rock also had another great uh, game show idea, which they called uh, homonym, which is just uh, a person says says a word, and then the contestant has to say the definition, and the host always says, "Nope, it's the other one." <laughs> we we were just playing Password too, which must have been I haven't watched a lot of Password, but that must have been the most hilarious game. Yeah, there there was a, a password sketch actually. Um, I, I didn't uh, I didn't include it, but the joke with the password sketch in, on SNL. Uh, is just that the person always says the word that they're not supposed to say. Oh, that's not funny. That's, like, literally the least funny thing you could do with that game. Well, yeah, yeah you're right. <laughs> <laughs> um, What's the funniest thing yeah. you could do with it, Matt? Probably that odd couple thing. Yeah, exactly. There's an episode of The Odd Couple where the odd couple goes on uh, Password, and uh, the one character just keeps giving these like really obtuse clues that that no one could ever guess. Right, like Aristophanes uh, as oh a clue gosh. for what was it like, uh, like bird? Yeah, the, the word was bird, and the person says Aristophanes, um, and then you know uh, the, the other one says Aristophanes is completely ridiculous. It's ridiculous. And so then the next turn, his word is ridiculous. And so he says, Aristophanes. <laughs> and so the guy guess it's ridiculous. So, you know, that was yeah. a pretty funny thing to do with the password. I, I the feel show. like there's some, there have been like SNL sketches that I've seen where they do sort of like an odd couple dynamic, but it's for like board games or like charades or something where like one's like yeah. really competitive and the other one's really bad at it. And it's just like, yeah, trying those to have, have a, a similar time. kind of format to game shows, I guess. Cause you also know the format, but it's less, uh, it's less having to do with what you were talking about with artificiality right. because sure. a game, you know, a board game is all about family and relationships. Whereas, uh, you know, a, a game show is all about like greed and making money and stardom and celebrity. I think right. it, a lot of the artificiality um, is also like understood by the contestants themselves who want to put like this best face forward for America. Mm -hmm. Because at the end of the day, like people who watch these game shows at home, it's mostly for them, and they kind of see themselves through the contestants. And you right. know, like yeah. if they get it wrong, you're like, "Oh, you're so stupid! How did you not <laughs> know that?" Right. So there's a lot of pressure to like show this respectability, and I think um, like a good example of this, even though it's not on here, was the "It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia" um, uh, family, family Feud episode, <laughs> where they're just like the most like greedy and horrible, selfish people try to pretend that they're not for like thirty minutes, yeah, and they just can't. That's a good one. I think another one that's sort of that was on this list that that falls into that category is the bank breakers one with Kumail Nanjiani, um, where he's like, yeah. an online advertiser for Big Tobacco who just like is like you know starts out the game really cocky, but then like realizes his competitors like this like. Afghanistan war vet with a deaf daughter who's trying to win money for like a surgery that can restore her hearing. Yeah, it's the sob story gag. Um, I I feel like I've seen this sketch other places done better. Uh, there was yeah. um, if you ever watched with Bob and David the Netflix sort of uh, reboot of Mr. Show. Um, there's an episode where Bob Odenkirk is on like a, a Top Chef kind of show. Mm -hmm. And he's just trying to compete with the other contestants to be as much of a sob story as possible. Mm -hmm. And so he keeps, like, interrupting them to go, like, oh, and and, uh, and I'm divorced. Oh, and uh, oh, and my kid, uh, she's uh, allergic to shellfish. <laughs> How did I forget? Yeah. I, I live in a trailer. Uh, oh, sorry. And she's like, yeah, my kid, my kid has a learning disability. And they're like, that doesn't count as a tragedy. There are resources <laughs> to deal with that. Like, oh, my, my, my bad. My apologies. <laughs> Um, yeah, so I, I, I do think that that is funny, you know, imagine a game show, Bank Breakers, where you really wanted to lose because you don't have a more sympathetic narrative. <laughs> um, yeah, I think that that can work, uh, but I feel like Bank Breakers was sort of, it, it was, it was really, fine. It, it didn't do much with it, it just kind yeah. of like, 
kept it just kept increasing the 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 difference between the two in terms of how much money one had and in terms of how sad one story was when compared to the other. Right. Um so besides game shows, like are th- is this your favorite sort of uh or or do you think it's maybe the most interesting like sketch show genre in your opinion? No. No? I I actually I do like exploring this because it's so common. But because it's so common, I also made a rule uh, when I was a uh, head writer of a of a sketch troupe um, that no one was allowed to write game show sketches because I think they're just too basic. And you can take whatever truth that you're doing, as long as it's not a truth about game shows, and you can put it in a different format and, you know, make it more original, more, you know, something that'll stick with the audience more. Um but uh, Matt Matt might have a difference in philosophy there uh, with his sketch writing. Um, I think that game show sketches are often bad, so I think it's not <laughs> a bad rule to say like you can't do it. But I think there's an exception. There's a but, and it's like you can't do it unless you're going to say something that can't be said in a better way in a right. different format. Yeah, I guess that was my um, main thing. Like, if someone really came to me with a sketch like uh, Dylan McDermott or Dermot Mulroney, like, <laughs> I certainly wouldn't shoot that down. But the point is just to, like, consider, like, okay, well, we're doing, you know, d- deal or no deal Donald Trump sketch. Is there any other format that oh, you could God. do besides yeah. deal or no deal yeah. to talk about the, uh, the you know, the deal to end the government shutdown? I mean, can you think of anything... That's less obnoxious it's, it's still, than a deal or no deal sketch. Game show sketches are the laziest way to do celebrity impressions. Literally, yep. because you just have them all there. Say, like, yeah, they say could a plausibly be on a game show. Yeah, sure. sure. <laughs> Let's do Family Feud Celebrity Edition. Let's do what? What was uh, the? What was the one like the Jane Lynch hosted for a while that was going on? She's still like, hosting it. The uh, sure. Hollywood Game Night. Yeah, that one. Like, has, has there been it. has there been an SNL sketch around that yet? There has to uh, have been, right? It's got to be coming. Kate McKinnon playing Jane Lynch. And, right. You know, and like literally, all the celebrities just come on and they hate four it. Four celebrities and they're the worst, and like two normal people who like get weirded out by all the weird celebrities you know like there you go yeah it's coming don't don't worry (laughs) what why do you think that people like to see celebrities like in this light that portrays them as weird or like not functional like what is that um psychology you just you just don't want them to think they're better than you. I think it's pretty like <laughs> simple, like psychologically. Like you you see all these people and they're basically the owners of our culture. You know they 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 own it, they and it. we get to they point at them it. and laugh at their dysfunction or even their lack of dysfunction or just their their voice or their personality uh, quirk. I think that's you know maybe that's at the center of like why people like impressions in the first place is you're capturing something unpleasant about, about a person. I would agree with that. Like, oh, I'm Jonah Hill and I'm so nice to everybody. Like, <laughs> they would never do that. <laughs> and you always they... say the name of the person you're doing an impression of in your impression. That's the first rule. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. How else will they Marco know? <laughs> <laughs> uh... Yeah. Any any other sketches that that you really want to talk about? Just like get down deep down in the nitty gritty with on this list, Hannah. Um, I don't know. I feel like we've covered a lot of them. Like like a- anything else would either just be me like griping and nitpicking or like praising something praising. that was funny and just right. saying right and being like this was funny. It worked great. The timing was good. You know. Yeah. Dude, I really I mean, want to talk about the spin on number one. Yeah, let's talk about number one. Because okay. I think we got to talk about more British... You know, you said you prefer British game shows. Do you feel like British game shows are as vapid, more vapid, or less vapid than American ones? Uh, yes. <laughs> you know, like, like it's all... It's all- <laughs> It's all a sliding scale. Like, you know, if I'm going to put deal or no deal up against, like, big fat the quiz of the week, week. like... I'm going to say Quiz of the Week is better, but, like, it's not like Quiz of the Week is, you know, 
breaking barriers and really saying insightful things. It's just like, it's a pub quiz. I enjoy it for the same reason I enjoy going to trivia nights. But like this one also has comedians involved. Like, you know, (laughs) yeah, that, that, that makes sense. Um, I just think, like, the two British sketch shows that we have on this list are Monty Python with the Communist Quiz sketch, which is, you know, 100%, like, no one is calling it out and being like, this is a dumb show. And then it's the same thing with uh, Number Wang, where the host is, is, like, in on the joke, the contestants are both in on the joke, the only people who don't get the joke are the people watching it. Uh, and that's yeah. the funny thing is you just, you don't understand how the game works. Everyone's just yelling out random numbers <laughs> and random things are happening and, and it's all going so fast. It's just the most fast paced sketch on this list. I do think that's a really interesting thing that you just pointed out that the two British, uh, the, the two sketch are, um, talks or not talks. Oh Jesus. I'm going to take that again. I think that's a really interesting thing that you just pointed out, um, that the two British examples we have on this list of uh, game shows from from British sketch shows is they're both, they, they don't acknowledge their conceit almost, you know, like they're both just right. like, everyone's in on it. There's no straight man necessarily in that it's like, someone's like, hey, this is crazy, you know, like everyone's right. just Which like, yeah. Which is really common, it seems like, for the American sketch shows. Like, right. All like of in- them, they, you gotta have that one person, either it's the host or it's the contestant going, what's up with this show? Come it's on! wild. <laughs> yeah. Um, but, but like for both of these, it is, everyone's just there. And the joke is sort of the existence of the show itself, you know, which, which I kind of love. Yeah. And number one is just like, what's, what, what happens when you take the format of a game show and strip away everything having to do with like what a game show is, just (laughs) take away any sense to the questions Take away, you know, any personality of the contestants. Do you have any hobbies? Yes. No. No. (laughs) (laughs) All right. (laughs) Um, And then it just keeps moving on. And, you know, even, like, when you think there's going to be, like, some structure adding to it, like, we're switching from number wang to wanger numb. Let's spin the wheel. And so they literally spin (laughs) the seats, and it looks like they're bringing out these two other contestants. But then it just keeps spinning, and it's back to uh, Olivia Coleman and that other guy. Yeah. And they're just still doing the sketch. Um, I should mention Number Wang is is a sketch from that Mitchell and Webb look, which is a really funny uh, British sketch show. You should all check it out. Um, it's most famous for that Are We the Baddies sketch, where the, uh, the Nazis yes. talk about how evil their uniforms look. Yes. Um, yeah, but that wheel, though. That was the funniest <laughs> thing that I've seen <laughs> ever. <laughs> they were just like, oh my god. <laughs> just, they're waving, yeah. like, yay, we're gonna be on the sketch show, and then it just keeps spinning. <laughs> and then they're never to be <laughs> remarked again. upon again. <laughs> right. Oh, like, what god. are they doing back there? <laughs> <laughs> it makes you, yeah, it really makes you wonder, like, is there another game show being played on the other <laughs> side? It's just, like, it's, the British ones make this whole new universe, too. Yeah. Like, in which these uh, game shows could be possible. Yeah, it it is a window to another world, I guess. Um, yeah, I think in terms of conclusions, you know, if you're a sketch writer, um, a game show sketch can be a really easy crutch. Uh, you know, if you're in your college sketch show writer's room and you're like, oh, I just, I have this idea, but I, I can't, you know, pitch it well because I don't know where the setting takes place. You can try writing it as a game show sketch first. Uh, and then and maybe then, if it doesn't work, you can find out a better way to do it. Right, exactly. Like, it might be better to, you know, just get it down on paper, and then from there you can take it and put it in another setting that, that's that's more conducive to the joke. Yeah. Um, do you have any sketch writing advice, Matt? <laughs> um, I, I think it's interesting that you were so down on the game show sketch, because in my sketch comedy group, um, the head writer was like, we need more game show sketches. Remember we used to do game show sketches? <laughs> and so I felt pressure to write one. Did you? Um, I did. It's not great, but it's also not <laughs> the worst. Um, it was 
called Cash Uber, and it was about the guy from Cash Cab can no longer make money. Oh like, my god! Driving a cab, so he drives an Uber. And it's not a real game show. It's just a game show he invented in his head, and the Uber passengers get really annoyed with him. Yeah. So he, he you were saying that like he, he just asks questions like uh, how how uh, how long can a can a Tesla run on no gas and no electricity? Yeah, I'm actually <laughs> asking how how long <laughs> this thing is running on fumes. <laughs> yeah, so I think th- you know that's a good enough premise, and it's something that comments on the actual game show that it's talking about. It's not something that you could like just switch to a totally different format, and the joke still makes sense. Um, which you know that that tends to be a pretty good idea for game show sketches. Um, listen, you know. If it's funny, it's funny. I guess that's when when you get down to it. And, you know, it's got to come from some kind of truth. And sometimes that truth is just, I watch a lot of game shows. Yeah. (laughs) Or it's like, not even I watch a lot of game shows. It's like, America America watches a lot of game shows. England Everyone does. knows. And, and and at this point now, we've all grown up watching sketch comedy about game shows. Like, it's right. it's even more removed from that. Like, maybe you've never watched... I used watched... to really like Celebrity Jeopardy. It used to be like... Yeah. Ha ha! He said something about a penis. <laughs> Real funny stuff. It, like, does not hold up. No. But, hey, you know, that's all SNL, right? Is yeah. That... The majority I feel like that's of literally it literally all not, SNL does not hold does up. Not hold and then up. the stuff that we like right now about Dylan McDermott doesn't hold up in ten years either. <laughs> Dylan I don't McDermott, know. Dermott, Meet Mc... your second oh, wife. Forget his name already. That's gonna be forever. That's, Meet that's your the second wife is also forever. I'm sticking to that one. All right, and my favorite, I will say, is the chunky sketch where I think you should leave. I think you know, just it's, it's good to the last drop. <laughs> don't talk <laughs> the mouth doesn't move and it, it looks, looks fake oh <laughs> uh, classic um all right yeah uh, let us know if you want us to talk more about uh sketch shows i mean yeah I there's there's a whole so episode many... just on mr show or on monty python or i'll, I'll come or, back if you do i think you yeah. should leave oh absolutely yeah uh, <laughs> we, we yeah, could also do a deep dive on tim robinson and we his could also do another brain. Another uh, uh, just genre dive and talk about uh, like sketch show talk shows or um, right. you know like restaurant scene you know just like there's so many like sub genres of sketch yeah. date nights um, date nights uh, like sketches in schools like there's just there's a lot um, oh, substitute yeah. teacher sketches there's so many of Oof. those. Um, but, but yeah, so, so let us know if you'd like more of this, you can tweet at us at Talking Tropes. Um, also, thank you, Matt, for joining us today. This is great. Thanks for inviting me. I had a really good time. I'm glad. You better. <laughs> or else. Or so, else. You'll find out what happens to Matt next time. On, on Talking, Talking Tropes. Tropes. Do, 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 do.